Well, hi, folks, and uh, welcome to Real Estate Talk. I am the host, Ken Sachs, and uh, pleasure having you with us today. Um, our guest today, we have Representative Graham here, uh, which I'm really excited about. So, Representative Graham, welcome to Real Estate Talk. Thanks, Ken. You're very welcome. Tell us uh, uh, about yourself. So, I am Representative Jenny Graham from Spokane's Mighty Six District. And I believe that you're one of my constituents. Yes, I am. So I enjoy uh, having, you know, the, the talks and understanding sure. some of the issues that you've brought up. And it's, it's absolutely a pleasure to be here today. Good, good. Well, thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule. And Representative Graham, we, we first want to kind of touch on where are we in this, in this real estate environment here in, in Spokane and the Pacific Northwest. Um, we've, we've talked about that quite a bit. Um, what are you hearing uh, from your constituents, uh, those either trying to buy, sell, or possibly even uh, rent? So the, uh, there's a, obviously a, a different gamut. It just kind of depends on where you are. Mm -hmm. um, if you're selling a house, things are good right now. Yes, they are, <laughs> but most sellers do have to buy. <laughs> if you're buying a house, maybe not quite as right. good. Um, if you're renting, things are, are tough. I've, um, I have had quite a few constituents that have called very concerned about their rents really skyrocketing right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, that I, it's, it's frustrating because the cost of everything is obviously more than what they're making. Sure. And it just seems to be no end in sight with multiple things across the board. Uh, as far as rent, though, I think probably the number one thing that I'm seeing at this point mm -hmm. is landlords need some stability. Sure. They don't have any stability in their market as far as knowing from one minute to the next what's going to end up happening as far as what they what new laws are coming out that are affecting right. them that they're trying to keep up with and then also these mandates that keep hitting them you know not knowing whether it's state or federal that we're experiencing right now and it's and they you know depending on if it's a mom or pop landlord or somebody that owns right. more property they're also being affected a little bit differently because a lot of the mom and pops are just like us. They, they don't have a whole lot of money um, ahead. This is their retirement. And I think that one of the saddest things that I'm seeing with this is we do have good landlords. Yes. And so that extra money is helping them in their retirement age and it's providing a good home for somebody that really needs it. And now those opportunities are becoming less and less yes, because these landlords uh, cannot continue to keep doing what they're doing. So they're having to sell these properties. Sure. And, and when you say stability, I think as a landlord, uh, I'm a landlord, is am I going to receive rent? Am I not going to get rent? Right. I've got property taxes coming up. Those taxes are increasing. My insurance. Yes. And I don't know if I'm going to receive rent and I don't know that what my options are if I don't receive any rent it seems like I might be I might be I might have my wrist tied where I can't do anything so is that what you mean when you refer to stability for a landlord stability yeah for absolutely and the other thing I think that's really important that I've also seen is 
because there are so many things changing, you have landlords that are trying to keep up with all of these new laws that have passed. Yes. And part of what also has um, been an issue if, and we'd asked for the ability for a landlord to cure. So if there is a problem that they weren't, that they were unaware of and they learn, Sure. Give them an opportunity to cure it. Absolutely. Give them an opportunity to fix it before you impose double, triple fines. Sure. Um, which, again, that money is going to have to come from somewhere. Right, right. So that increases rates. Right. And um, it just, it's this vicious circle that just seems to be getting worse. Um, as, again, we have less properties now because more of the landlords are being forced they're either losing their property or they're being forced to sell it. Uh, yes, they are. I, I can tell you I've had a handful of my transactions were from mom and pop landlords who they're done. They, yeah. they can't keep doing this. So, you know, we talked before the show, how did we get here? And we talked about supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm a landlord and I can't take this anymore, so I go to sell my house, well, that rental unit now is off the market because it's being purchased by a, uh, somebody who's going to live in it. I've just further reduced the inventory, which puts further upward pressure on rents. When I think a lot of the legislation, those are like, they may not, it may not be considered that, that that could happen. Like that was an unintended consequence. I mean, how did we get here? Obviously the pandemic probably has something to do with it. But what are some other thoughts? What are you hearing? Like, how did we get to this situation? Well, I think, you know, part of what I have seen happen is you have the, the tenants union. And I think that they mean well. And, and sure. you know, we understand that there are some individuals that shouldn't do some of the things that they've done. And, and we should be able to hold them individually accountable if they're doing some things that are not right. Yes. But I, and I think that, you know, it's fair to say that we have two, two sides of the same coin. So we have prob some, a few problem landlords and we do have a few problem tenants. Sure. And this kind of goes hand in hand with a, a tenant or, or a land, or excuse me, uh, a constituent that I had that called mm -hmm. and she's long-term, um, good tenant, always pays on time and her rent is going up. She's, she doesn't make a whole lot of money. You know, she's understandably really concerned sure. um, because she's wanting to retire. And it doesn't matter at this point that she's been there long-term, she does pay because there's other people that are not. Right. And it's just similar to, you know, when you go to the grocery store um, because of the theft, that is rampant that's happening the next time you go to the grocery store your stuff's going to be more expensive right, right? right because those costs that the business has to be able to weather which means that's going to drive those costs up sure, sure. and uh there's and then of course you've got the supply and demand right. part of it right so the more you have of something the more there is to pick from that's going to help keep those costs down right and this is part of what we're running into is that at the state level, and you know, I as a legislator signed up for one of the public meetings okay. that they had. Okay, I, I took the time, I made the time 
I was the only legislator that showed up to hear what was on the tenant's mind because it's important. Wow. I care. You were the only legislator. I was the only legislator there. And when they found out that I was Republican, I was asked to leave. And I thought, okay, well, that doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. But part of what it is that I've also seen is that there, because when you have one party rule, like we're dealing with right now, right. you don't have as much of, you know, the push for there to be compromise. So there's, that has been um, an issue when there have been some of the tenants that have been saying, we don't want to compromise with landlords. We want them to fear us. And the way that we're doing this is we're, you know, they're being unreasonable when it comes to things like I'm talking about. Right. If there's a problem, allow them to cure that that they may not have known about it. That's reasonable. Sure. Um, you know, when it comes to some of these other costs, that's, there's some other, some of the other things that we talked about is, uh, you know, right now that there's a problem if you have maintenance that needs to be done. Okay. You need a contractor for something. So these landlords have a certain amount of time that they have to get something fixed. Well, what do they do if they can't find somebody to fix it? Right. And it can't be them doing it. So that's what I'm saying is, you know, we were trying to work with some solutions as far as, okay, we know that these are some things that have to be done. You know, work with us, kind of meet us here in the middle so that these things are being done so that you have a place to live. Because as upset as, as people are right now about prices and stuff increasing, I would venture to say they're going to be even more upset when the landlord ends up selling that property because they cannot continue. We, we just, this is not sustainable. No, it's not. With, with what's going on right now. It's just not. Right. There's going to reach a breaking point, and then, you know, what happens? Where do they go? Right, right. So, so what does it look like looking forward? And any kind of relief in sight? I mean, we have a few minutes left. Any, like, where, where, do, you, where do you see this going? Well, I know that we're committed to coming back to, because I'm on the Civil Rights and Judiciary Committee okay. uh, as an assistant ranking member. And so these issues are something that we are committed to continue working on. Um, we are going to continue calling for both sides to come to the table and to work out some solutions that are fair to both sides. Sure. Um, I think that, you know, maybe we're now starting to reach that point where we've been saying for a while, there's going to be some unintended bad consequences if things keep going the way that they're going. Right. And, you know, there are things that we can do that, you know, we've um, offered legislation that was rejected by the majority party. So we're obviously going to be trying to come back with more of that as things continue you know, that need continues to become more and more obvious that something has to be done, whether it is to work to make the permitting process faster and less expensive, whether it is to maybe um, compromise on some of the growth management sure. issues that also uh, play a role in that, or any number of other issues that are standing squarely in the way of, uh, Spokane getting the, the housing 
that we need. It's a great place to live. Sure. Um, I, I think that one of the things I'm paying attention to because I raised my kids here is that when these costs are going up, our children can't afford to stay here. Right. We have other people that are moving in because they're not safe in other places. Right. They, they want a nice, safe place to live. They're coming here. It's driving those costs up. So now our children are being pushed out or we have elderly people that are being taxed out of their homes. Right. Um, so I know that this is something that, you know, we do have solutions for, and we will be coming back to the table with those. Yeah. What we really do need though, is we need support from the community. Sure. And I was, I was just thinking that, like I'm listening to the show and you have my attention and I want to get involved. I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. What can I do? So if you go to ledge.wa.gov. Ledge.wa.gov. Right. You can pull up, um, I'm Republican. You can pull up the Republican page. You'll see where there is actually a page that says, how do I get involved? Okay. Um, so that gives you ideas. There's also some really good information on their different articles and things. Mm -hmm. um, you can reach out to all of us as far as legislator wise. So if I'm your legislator, I'm always available. You can call, send an email. Um, I love to be able to hear from you. Sure. It's, it's super important because in order for me to be as effective as I can be as your legislator, um, that I do a much better job when you're included. So I need to hear from you. Right. And we need, what really helps us is when we get emails. Okay, so now this is somebody that's sending us this information. They're asking for help. So when we're in a committee or something, we can say, look, we have 300 emails. You know, this- So that this, actually means something. It does, it does. You know, I know that people say, oh, they just ignore them. Right. No, I, we don't, we don't ignore them. So I wanna send an email and, and maybe, maybe Spokane Talks Media could put that um, on the screen. Where do I send an email? Uh, so for you? for for any of us, okay. it's our first name, dot our last name, and then at leg l e g dot wa dot gov. Okay. Okay. So people need to get involved. They can't just sit back right. and complain and say, "Woe right. is me. This is not fun." Right. They need to get involved because if they don't get involved, then other folks who are, are perhaps making decisions that 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 one may not appreciate, they're getting involved. They're the ones that are being heard. And they're the ones that are gonna drive their agenda. Right. If we just sit back. That's right. Okay. So we've got to have more of that input. If they're spending time on Facebook complaining or with neighbors or right. whatever, take that same energy right. and turn it around to do something positive and make sure that you're being heard. Great. I love that. I love that. My guest today, folks, Representative uh, Graham, and thank you for joining me today in Real Estate Talks. You're welcome. Thank you. You bet. And folks, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, if you have uh, ideas for the show, uh, reach out and let us know. But we will see you again. And this is Real Estate Talks with your host, Ken Sachs. Thank you for listening.